Happy Autumn Equinox to you all. This is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I'm really excited to be broadcasting on the first day of fall officially. Welcome to season 13. Wow, season 13 of ITBR. I think it's very timely that 13 is our number as we're entering into October. We have many, many gothic, horror, Halloween episodes coming up. Many that are going to be a surprise to you all. In addition to the traditional interviews that I do, I also am launching some rewatch shows. So on Wednesday, the ITBR rewatches Queer as Folk premieres. So I'm actually joined with Christian Garcia for the Queer as Folk premiere. We are going to, in that series, and Christian was so kind to be my first guest and launch it with me. I am going to have a special guest, mostly queer male, but I'll have those who aren't only queer men, especially I'm looking for those who are part of the LGBTQ community, especially if you're a woman, non-binary, transgender, um, you know, outside the queer male perspective. And if you are a straight ally of the LGBTQ community who likes to watch Queer as Folk, hey, you're welcome to join me as well. So every other week, I'm going to bring you a new episode of the Queer as Folk rewatch show. And I'm literally going to sit down with my guest and we're going to recap that episode. So make sure that you're watching Queer as Folk with us. It premieres on Wednesday and it's the American 2000 edition that premiered on Showtime. Cannot wait for that. And Christian Garcia is the host of That Old Gay Classic Cinema. So I thought, well, what a better time than this weekend as we're entering into fall to really launch all of our thriller and gothic themed episodes. So what you're going to hear is a teaser of the beginning of the Vertigo analysis that I did and I've taught Vertigo in the college classroom when I do film studies. I like to do different genres. And usually for psychological thriller, I choose Vertigo because this is my favorite Hitchcock film. Mary DePippi joined me on this episode. And so did our friend Travis Roundtree, who is a professor, an academic, um, does a lot with composition studies. He's going to maybe make an appearance on the Queerest Folk series, just teasing you all on that. And Christian also is going to be starting his own series on the Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast that is going to involve rewatching another exciting show that centers on the Broadway musical. So, you know, I'll release more news about that as it comes out as we're getting closer to the premiere date. So I also have some housekeeping. Mary and I have Ivory Tower Boiler Room and True Crime and Academia book clubs for October. We're launching this book club. The book club, you have to join it on Patreon. It is $4 to join each of our book clubs. Or you can pay $10 and join both book clubs and you get access to all of our bonus audio video um, episodes on the Patreon. So you unlock everything on Patreon. It's a great deal. I can't wait for you all to join us on our book clubs. My book club is going to be probably 
the second or the third week of October, and Mary's will be the last week of October. For my book club, we are reading Parachute Women by Elizabeth Winder, who is a friend of the show. She's been on twice. She wrote Marilyn in Manhattan. She came on to recap the um, Blonde movie with me that had come out on Netflix. So if you haven't heard those episodes, they're really good, especially if you need to learn more about Marilyn Monroe. Her life is just so fascinating. So Elizabeth's book, Parachute Women, is about the Rolling Stones and the women who really were behind getting that exposure for the Rolling Stones and helping create them as a brand. So I can't wait to discuss that with you all. Again, head to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Ivory Tower Boiler Room to join the book club. Because then I'm going to send you all information about the Zoom link and we're going to have a private book club Zoom meeting. And you get to not only recap and discuss the book with me, but we're also, I want you all to have a question ready that I can send to Elizabeth and she can answer it. And I'll add these questions into the podcast episode. So it's going to be a really fun way to get to learn about all of you listening to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. And I know Mary is really excited. Mary, right now on our social media, go to Ivory Tower Boiler Room's Instagram. She's asking you to choose between two books. The first book is The Real Amityville Horror. I'm on Long Island. I should know how to say Amityville. Amityville. See, I'm saying it wrong. But The Real Amityville Horror um, about the true case that inspired um, the movie, but also the movie's based on a novel. So that's option A. Option B is called Haunted, Asylums, Prisons, and Sanitariums. So definitely get your votes in. I can't wait for you all to join our book clubs. I can't wait for you all to tune into Wednesday's Queer as Folk rewatch show. And all of our horror and gothic themed episodes. Please spread the word about the podcast. Rate us, follow us, do all the things. We're on YouTube as well. I release clips from the episodes sometimes. Oops, sorry. I just opened up social media. So you might have heard that. I also release full episodes sometimes of interviews. So, you know, look at our YouTube. You'll be surprised at how much is there. And I just am really happy to welcome in the fall with you all. And without further ado, here is the Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo episode that I had done on the That Old Gay Classic Cinema podcast with our friend Christian Garcia. And to listen to the rest of the episode, head to That Old Gay Classic Cinema on Apple or Spotify. And happy fall, happy hauntings, and talk to you all soon. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I'm so excited to shout out the Gay and Lesbian Review, who is helping to sponsor the ITBR podcast. For all of you out there, the Gay and Lesbian Review is a bi-monthly magazine where you can discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture. And the GL Review publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and their popular art memo column. Each issue of the magazine brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme. For example, their September-October issue 
centers on the theme cracking the closet. So starting in the 19th century, a number of artists and writers found ways to crack the closet by expressing their sexuality between the lines or in the interstices of their work. For example, Ignacio Darnad, who is a friend of the ITBR podcast, he's been on our show, writes all about illustrator J.C. Leyendecker, whose work for Ivory Soap and Arrow Collars gave him plenty of opportunities to draw pictures of well-dressed and at times scantily dressed American men. And you also can find an article by Vernon Rosario, who has been on the podcast, and he talks about the quest for sex in the Middle Ages. So to subscribe, visit glreview.org, that's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe, so on their website, go all the way over to the right-hand side and you'll see the button subscribe. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR50 because you're getting 50% off your subscription to the print or digital edition of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine. I can't wait for you all to have your copy of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine and make sure that you take a picture when your magazine arrives or when you're reading it online and tag the GL Review on Instagram and ITBR and we'll share it out in our stories. Enjoy your reading, everyone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of That Gay Old Classic Cinema. I'm your host, Chris, and I have with me the hosts of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, Andrew Rimby and Mary DePippi with me today, and Travis Roundtree. We're going to be discussing one of my sentimental favorite films, Ver Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Came out in 19... Let me check my IMDb. It came out in... <laughs> I think 1958. Yeah, yeah. Starring James Stewart and Kim Novak. And Kim Novak again, because she's in a dual role this time. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say right at the top I mean as a kid who grew up with a fear of heights and let me just say like my sister and I grew up on black and white on Hitchcock like at the age of five years old we're watching this film and I felt so seen because here I am a little five-year-old terrified of heights and here is Jimmy Stewart being like yeah, same. This same. sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Do you want us to go around and say our names and pronouns? Just because everyone's probably like, wait, is that Mary? Because that is Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we Sorry, could if, if you want. Um. Yeah. Andrew, go right ahead. Oh, yeah. No, we're coming in hot. I mean, for the audience out there, we've all been like chatting and enjoying this summer transition uh, weather. So I think we're our juices are flowing, but yeah, I'm Andrew Rimby, the host of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and my pronouns are he, him, and I was so lucky to be on The Sound and Music, the first ever episode of That Old Gay Classic Cinema. So also, shout out to Christian and being a sponsor of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. So yeah, um, if you haven't listened to The Sound and Music episode, I you talk should. about being gay um, a gay high schooler playing Captain Von Trapp. So it was a moment. <laughs> but yeah, can't wait for Vertigo. I've taught this film twice. So it was fun to rewatch it. Going counterclockwise. So, Travis, you're next. 
Hey, I'm uh, Travis Roundtree, uh, he, him pronouns. I'm an assistant professor at Western Carolina University. I'm also the chair of our local pride festival here, Silva Pride. I'm on uh, Blue Ridge Pride's board, and I'm also currently the president of the Appalachian Studies Association. So I do all the things and it's ridiculous, um, but I loved this film and I'm so glad that you're including me in this discussion. Um, I am sort of a newcomer to the film. Uh, I saw it years ago, but uh, yeah, I just echo Mary. Like as a person who's like kind of afraid of heights, the older I get, I'm like, oh hell no. In the beginning of the film, I was like, like mm -mm. even putting up Christmas lights, I'm like, nope, I'm gonna get a friend of mine to do that. No, ma'am. <laughs> so, but thanks for having me on. Of course, and last but not least, Mary. Hi, so I am married to Pippi, first and foremost, afraid of heights. And also, I am a marketing specialist, but my favorite role is the podcast host of True Crime and Academia. Um, I have been very aware of Hitchcock and this movie Vertigo since literal childhood. <laughs> my sister and I were always grown with or grew up with these older films and Hitchcock was something that was both of our parents favorites so I literally remember watching this movie at like five and six years old <laughs> and as I mentioned off screen like felt very validated <laughs> with Jimmy Stewart's fear of heights and just being like finally here everyone do you see this this is how I feel well, I think we can all agree that all of us have our own individual fear of heights, myself included. I I can go on roller coasters, but if they're not too high and I can't do, I actually, fun fact, I went to this, to the, to the, uh, rock, to the Rockefeller, uh, Rockin' Heights. Um, it was like a, a, a Highlander, um, but it was like a, a spinning round like bar in New York City in Times Square. And yeah. let me tell you, my be I went with my best friend and he was like, are you okay? Because he saw me visibly shaking as we were sitting down. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and then that would be me. <laughs> and then once we got to the, once we got to the ground floor, I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a minute to myself as I relieved myself. And then I was like, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, never take me back up there again. Now you know my fear of heights. Do not do not test me again. <laughs> I was at the at a conference in Texas and was like kind of on a sort of kind of date with this guy and like got we were like, let's do the Ferris wheel. It's so romantic. Oh no. Girl, we got to the top of that thing. I was like, uh-uh, no um, man, we are both terrified in our 40s of heights. So it's like we're just we, we were both like white knuckling the little bar in there. And I was like, mm -hmm. it's gonna spin around again. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I actually love heights and I like um like I've jumped off a cliff before in Arizona. I love those rocket amusement park rides like the slingshot that just mm -hmm. like takes you off i so like that doesn't mm -hmm. yeah the height aspect doesn't bother me but i have so many um questions and so much um of like the layers of this film that is just spellbinding like this film is just the psychological depth of it astounds mm -hmm. me and i think is why it is 
my number one Hitchcock film. And Same. Yeah, it's like Vertigo and then The Birds, mm-hmm. I would say, for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I used to, know yeah, his- sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. go. you were. I oh, no, I was just going to say, I used to think that Psycho was intriguing, but I actually find Psycho now a little dull. Um, like I, the shower scene is right. What everyone remembers, but you really don't get the thriller aspects of Psycho until the end. It's like, yes, beginning mm-hmm. end, and then you don't remember what's happening in between. But yeah, I was going to say my hot take. Yeah, for me, the most haunting moment of Psycho is the very end when you see Norman Bates, you know, channeling the voice of his mother saying like, oh, I'm not dangerous at all. Like, I won't even hurt this fly. And just the look in his eyes. I mean, it is it is haunting. But I would also say in Vertigo, the haunting moment is what for me anyway, is Jimmy Stewart going up the steps of those cathedral before oh, the pillar moment the and like seeing the, the spoiler moment visceral effects yeah i was gonna say try not to spoil <laughs> like christian is it easier to because i know sometimes you like to go moment by moment or like the background of the film like how it even started it's we could adaptation not a problem we could do that I'm, I'm game for that but i wanted to ask before we go any further since andrew we already know your uh introduction to classic cinema i wanted to ask travis and mary what their introduction was um and how they got into it mary you can go first do you mean into your podcast in general no, or no, no, just in cinema? cinema as a as a genre? Oh, again, I mean, I kind of felt like I grew up with that. My parents were very adamant that my sister and I be well-rounded as far as the films that we watched. So like we grew up watching Black and White, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello and just dying laughing at their comedy and trying to convince our older cousins who were not like you know privy to this that this was funny and they all found it boring and my sister and I are like how do you find that like what is wrong with you people <laughs> like so I mean just classic cinema has always been in the zeitgeist and me you know again not only just me but like my sister's lives like we were very much brought up to learn about the classics and to appreciate them and in a way whether our parents knew it or not to like kind of understand that certain themes coexist consistently (laughs) regardless of what generation you're a part of yeah i i agree entirely um yeah travis what do you have to do you have anything to um yeah, I think a lot of those do carry forward. Growing up, um, kind of the same sort of story. Like I grew up with a lot of like, like we watched Young Frankenstein, a lot of classic movies. My dad was a big Western fan. So I like watched a lot of Western. I was literally almost named Clint Eastwood Roundtree, which is like the best thing ever. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Um, but uh, <laughs> so that would have been fun. Um, but my mom always loved, I mean, classic television and always liked like the sound of music and stuff like that. Um, so I grew up with those films and my grandfather 
my dad's dad uh watched loved movies just like loved them and like would just rattle like he would tell us about what he watched and what actors and actresses were in it and like who they were and and he was like oh this was what it was in that movie and he would just have these conversations and like we'd never seen the movie and it was these people that were like had been like long gone um but still famous uh actors and and actresses but it was it was just really funny he was such a he just you know, was it TCM? He watched that constantly and would stay up till like three o'clock in the morning watching these movies. Um, but also like I've always like just enjoyed sort of the um, like the look and the glamour and the sort of style, which I loved in this movie, like uh, just the sets and everything and the wardrobe. Like it's just amazing. I almost like wore because I have a bunch of my grandfathers and great grandfathers old ties i almost like wore that but you know not not tonight it was too much i had to do some other work before this so but uh yeah that's that's sort of my background about it but yeah believe me we're gonna get into the costumes because this film has many costumes that i want to replicate for myself most importantly one of kim novak's suits that she yes has. yes and the green um yes. shawl that she that drapes to the floor i'm like i want that I want Me that too. Wardrobe, please, the along, along with that slinky black dress that called that crawls <laughs> to the floor. I want that. Okay. And that uh, before we go any further, that spoiler alert. But that whole profile that we first get of her in the bar, like uh -huh. masterpiece, mm -hmm. masterpiece. There's no other word for it. It's just I was rewatching it on the train, and I'm like, damn, that's. Mm -hmm. That's really pretty. <laughs> She's really pretty. <laughs> and with the wallpaper in there, which I love. That maroon wallpaper. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but let's get into the synopsis of this film before we go any further. So I'm just going to read from my um, uh, thing that I took. So Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo has been taken its place, has taken its place as the director's most spellbinding and deeply personal achievements. Silver screen legend James Stewart, a.k.a. George Bailey, reteams with the master of suspense to play, a, to, to play a detective who falls in love with a tortured, beautiful woman, Kim Novak. He is hired to surveil. His following lapse into obsession and, and desperation is the stuff of cinematic legend, using the elegant, dramatic San Francisco locations to haunting dramatic effect. This timeless masterwork raises the bar for Nor for North thrillers to dizzying effects, dizzying heights. There we go. <laughs> Greed 1000%. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby and I'm so excited to be talking about Broadview Press. You might be asking, what is Broadview Press, Andrew? Broadview is an independent academic publisher in the humanities that produces high-quality, pedagogically useful books for use in university and college classrooms. They publish in the humanities, mainly English studies, writing, philosophy, and history, just to name a few genres. And recently, I had on Dr. Jason Holt, who wrote all about the philosophy of sport. And what better summer episode than to talk about what happens when a philosopher dissects the beautiful aesthetics of sporting culture? In the spring, I had on doctors Kyle Stedman and Tanya Rodriguez to talk about what is sound writing, how to make audio projects in the college classroom, how to even have your students create podcasts. 
And then in the winter, I had on Dr. Dr. Jeffrey Weinstock. He talked about analyzing pop culture. Yes, I even sneak in some Real Housewives questions and how to teach composition and make it fun. He uses this whole metaphor about being a mad scientist in this gothic lab. And in the fall, I had on Dr. Ann Stevens, and she talked about literary theory and criticism. And yes, the university season is upon us. So what better way to talk about the college classroom than to actually understand what is literary theory? That's a wonderful episode for all of you out there who teach literary studies. I love Broadview Press. Make sure you use their exclusive code. It's Ivory Tower on broadviewpress.com. You get 20% off all all Broadview Press publications. Okay, until the next Broadview Press interview. And now back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I want to thank you so much for listening to the ITBR and TCIA episodes. Make sure if you don't, follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure you follow ITBR on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and TCIA on TikTok and Instagram at True Crime and Academia. Also, we have a brand new Patreon membership system. So I just want to explain it to you all quickly. So if you want to become an ITBR student, it is $5 a month. You get ad-free ITBR and TCIA episodes and video interviews. If you want to become an ITBR professor for $10 a month, you get all of those ad-free benefits, but you also get access to both the ITBR and TCIA book clubs. You can join both book clubs, get ad-free episodes, plus you're going to get all of our extra video episodes. So I am re-watching Queer as Folk. Christian Garcia from That Old Gay Classic Cinema is joining us, and he's re-watching Smash. Um, Mary is going to start to rewatch shows as well. You even get access to what I'm calling the ITBR teaches. So if I'm recapping a movie or a TV show, including Barbie, um, Halloween movies and horror films, you get access to that as well. And then I also am offering consultation services. So for $30, you get your first initial consultation with me. It's a one hour private Zoom. I will help create a, your podcast, your media brand. How do you navigate academia as an undergrad or a grad student? Do you need help with technology? It could be teaching tools, Spotify for podcasters, video editor so software. Do you want to expand your social media presence as an artist, writer, podcaster, or academic? Do you want help on how to create a public humanities identity like I've created for myself? So I now I'm offering that consultation service. You can find more info about it on Patreon. And you also can join our book clubs. If you want to just join the ITBR book club or the TCIA book club, you can do that for $4 a month. Patreon.com backslash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thanks to the team, Mary DePippi, our chief contributor. And thank you to our two new interns from Stony Brook University, Jonathan and Sarah. Bye, everyone. Until next time.